Our thanks to our patrons, Mike Schill, Jenna Smith, Dan Hedrick, Carl Jackson, Richard Goode, Daniel Ammons, Sarah Rogers, Troy Llewellyn, Joanne Ferguson Cavanaugh, Christine Gerber, Jay Hanna, Lori Schwartz, and Jim Collison. The North Omaha History Podcast is a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Oftentimes, great leaders take their place in history. However, this right hasn't been given to many African-American leaders, especially in Omaha. One man single-handedly roused a generation of political activism, social consciousness, and deliberate action to improve the conditions of newly liberated black people who settled in Omaha when it was a very young city. The life of Edwin Overall, eh, Adam? Oh, Steve, it's something to look at. Here's a guy, born in 1835, was raised up and came through all of that experience from 1835 into the 1850s, quickly gained a reputation as an abolitionist and civil rights activist because in the 1850s and 60s, before the Civil War, he became involved in the Underground Railroad in Chicago. Uh, Chicago has a church called Quinn Chapel AME, and Quinn is super important uh, in the Underground Railroad and overall was a conductor. Uh, he basically ushered African-Americans as they escaped enslavement in the South and escaped white supremacy in the South, and they came into the North. They came into Chicago. Not that it was automatically easy, but all the same, overall was fighting the fight. During the Civil War, overall recruited blacks in Chicago to join the Union Army. And then after the war, he wanted to keep going and doing the things. So he came to Omaha. He knew that Omaha was on the edge of where the civil rights movement needed to be in the 1860s, Steve. 1865, he comes to Omaha. He was born into slavery in Missouri in 35. And so he knew some part of the Midwest and uh, eventually got to Chicago where he read law uh, and, and was a lawyer by all intents and purposes. He went to this famous school called the Jones School there that was educating escaped and emancipated African-Americans in Chicago. But he left that city and he came to Omaha when it was just young and he was wet behind the ears. He got married when they came to Omaha. He took a job with the Postal Service uh, as the first ever black postal clerk in Omaha. So through this vibrant history of his, through all of his involvement as conductor on the Underground Railroad, through all of his involvement as a recruiter for the Union Army, he developed this reputation as being a great fighter and a great abolitionist. And he knew that even though the Civil War was over, the fight would have to continue. So he lawyered for just a little while in Chicago. And when that wrapped up, uh, he actually went and joined a convention that happened uh, outside of Chicago that was called the Convention of Men of Color. He went all the way to Albany, New York, and there 
they talked about the educational, political and legal limitations faced by blacks in Illinois and across the United States. And they decided an entire agenda to improve African-American civil rights. He took his place in Omaha to begin the movement there. When he got there, he found that Omaha's schools were already segregated. You see, Steve, in the early 1860s, the Omaha Public Schools had a shady start. They, they, it was a rough and tumble kind of situation where they barely got going for a minute in the 1850s. And then they shut down for a decade. But when they opened back up, they had a, quote, colored school for 25 black students. That was where we think of downtown today. But it, that was actually called the near north side, just north of Dodge, uh, between 7th and 13th streets. So it's hard to envision that being the near north side, but that's what it was. Anyhow, overall, moved into the area. He found this school. He was forced to send his kids there, and he went straight. He organized a group of black parents, and they went straight to the school board. And they said, hey, this isn't okay. We don't have to have a segregated school. We're equals, and we need to be treated as such. In 1869, overall, got a job with the post office and uh, began that job as the only black person in government in Nebraska. He was listened to. He had authority. Well, so the school district shut down the that segregated school and overall continued his leadership. He did it. In 1871, he organized the first literary society in Omaha of any color. It was called the Progressive Age Association. When that one didn't work, he helped found a group called the Golden Link Literary Club. They were all tied together with uh, St. John's AME Church. And uh, it became a meeting place for political thinking among black people in Omaha. Overall, let it all. They were excited for civil rights nationwide, and they fought for it in Omaha. All kinds of other important people were tied together with the leadership of the club. And when I say important people, I mean leaders within the African-American community who ultimately are leaders within Omaha's history that we need to acknowledge. People like Dr. William Stevenson, Dr. Matthew Ricketts. Abraham Parker, Reverend Reynold Ricketts, Emmanuel Clellans, so many other people who were just tied together with overall. Uh, they were fighting a fight for civil rights in Omaha in the 1860s, 1870s, 1880s, and beyond. Overall was selected uh, at the first state convention of blacks ever held in Nebraska to be a delegate to the National Convention of Colored Men in Nashville in 1876. There was a team from Omaha, Dr. Stevenson, who I mentioned, William Gamble, who was uh, Lucy Gamble's father. She was the first black teacher in Omaha and a minister from within the community all went to Nashville. And at the at that convention, there was nationwide denunciation of lynchings in Louisiana and Mississippi and beyond. In 1878, uh, I'm sorry, in 76, overall went to the Nebraska Republican Convention as a delegate. So this was a time when blacks in Nebraska had political power. They were organizing strongly, and it was all happening before 1900. It's hard to conceive of in Omaha's history, which is written to be so white and so pioneer and wagon, to think of African-Americans pulling together and banding together. But they did more than that sophisticated intellectual political people who had real power and were trying to bring equal rights for them and their families and their friends and their fellow neighborhood members and everybody trying to bring that into the mainstream 
They were fighting uphill, but they kept going. In 89, overall started leading a movement in Omaha to start an organization called the Nebraska Afro-American League. This was a predecessor to the NAACP, and for a while it worked. All kinds of people were involved in getting it going and, and really putting together clear political statements and making protests to the white political dominant institutions in Nebraska. They really fought hard. There was a lot of criticism, though, of this movement, and there was not – and there still is not a monolithic black presence in Omaha. It's not one group of people was led by one person or anything like that, and it never has been and it never will be. African Americans are politically diverse, especially to the white folks who I'm talking to right now. I want you to understand we're talking about very broad thinking within the community, let alone beyond it. That diversity showed within overall's organizing and within his efforts, uh, the resistance that he faced as well as the efforts that he tried on his own. They organized a lot of different work, though, and overall was involved nationally as well in, as in Nebraska. It was in uh, 1890 that he was a delegate to the uh, Colored Men Convention of Nebraska that happened. And again, really asserting the power and possibilities of African-Americans. All the way back into 1880, though, he was all over the place politically in terms of his organizing work. He led the Segregated Colored Campaign Club in Omaha. He led uh, campaigns to put forward African-Americans to run for office, uh, including himself. In 1890, he gained the Republican nomination for state legislature. Unfortunately, he lost. And it would be a couple more years before a black won a seat in the Nebraska legislature. However, he was the very first to try. That was the year after the lynching of George Smith happened in downtown Omaha, the very first that we know of, the very first uh, lynching of an African-American man in the city. And that overall was out there right away calling for equal representation in the legislature was a clear indication that that fight for civil rights went on. His work continued. In the 1880s, he was he became active in organized labor. He wasn't involved at first, but he joined the Knights of Labor. By 1895, he was the treasurer of the Nebraska State Federation of Labor. So he really had a lot of different roles. Um, in 1893, he was a populist candidate for the Omaha City Council uh, that was called the Omaha City Commission at that point. But he ran for that and was not elected. Uh, he wasn't elected for a lot of reasons, but primarily that it was racist season and he didn't have a place on the ticket that was white enough, quote unquote. In 1898, that society, the last one, they wanted to put up a monument in D.C. to honor black soldiers in the Civil War and the Spanish-American War. And even though that didn't work, their work was used as a foundation for getting a statue put in of Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. more than a century later. And we can go see that today on the mall. But it was in 1898, started in 97, but in 1898 that overall might have had its biggest role in Omaha. That was the year of the Trans-Mississippi and International Exposition. Overall was involved in pulling together uh, African-Americans for the event, even though uh, as a whole, the community had decided not to be represented formally. That didn't stop overall. And he got really involved in doing all kinds of things with that event. Perhaps most importantly, uh, he put together a movement to host a, quote, National Congress of Afro-Americans during the event. 
there was a steering committee put together, but unfortunately, there was a whole lot of uh, politicking and diplomacy that didn't did not happen behind the backgrounds. Eventually, though, that idea became what was called the Congress of Representative White and Colored Americans that happened during the 1898 Trans-Mississippi Exposition in North Omaha. They had two objectives for the mixed Congress. One was to bring together representatives of both classes of American citizens here and designated for the exchange of views on industrial, educational, social, and moral questions of vital moment to the prosperity of our country and to crystallize such view into some organization which will put together into practice such principles as the Congress may agree upon for the accomplishment of the end desired. This organization will not be political but ethical. Well, this was a powerful thing, Steve, and eventually led to, along with several other events across the country, the development of the NAACP and the Urban League. Uh, Both of these reflected the same goals. The other thing that overall pulled off was the organization of the, quote, Colored People's Day at the Trans-Mississippi Exposition. There were very few African-Americans who actually attended the exposition in any formal sense, and there was almost no representation at all. Uh, There was a demeaning exhibit called the Plantation, uh, the old Plantation exhibit, and we'll talk about that in a different podcast. But today, the important idea is that uh, overall helped organize the Colored People's Day at the 1898 Trans-Mississippi Exposition. They advertised the activities for skilled laborers, porters, homemakers, barbers, attorneys, janitors, businessmen, and domestic workers to gather together. And it worked. Uh, The event itself had a whole day of activities with almost two-third women attendees, um, with a whole lot of female leaders of activities throughout the day. There were speeches like, what can be done to bring about a better and more respectful feeling between white and colored Americans? So isn't it a testimony to the day that the Colored People's Day included stuff about integration rather than focusing on African Americans themselves? All the same. The Mixed Congress ended with the Colored People's Day, and the small event was held in the auditorium. A couple hundred people showed up. Uh, There were lots of reasons why it didn't turn out the right way. They expected thousands. The railroads had shut down that day because of labor issues and all kinds of different things, supposedly. But regardless, the event happened, and eventually a lot of the delegates who came formed the core of many NAACP chapters across the United States when that began in 1909. So overall had a direct effect on the foundation of a lot of different uh, events and and outcomes across the nation. Overall died in 1901. His funeral was held at St. Philip's Episcopal and uh, led by Reverend John Albert Williams. He was eulogized by both white and black leaders, though, all across Omaha, including eulogies in the World Herald and other newspapers at the time. His grave today is at Forest Lawn Cemetery. It took all the way from when overall ran in the 1890s through 1973 when Fred Connolly was finally elected to the Omaha City Council. That time lag, that difference, so much happened. And yet for African-Americans, so much remains the same. Today, there aren't any busts in Omaha to honor Edwin Overall. There's no school or street named after him. There's no recognition of the powerful work that this one man did throughout the entirety of his life, all the way from being a conductor on the Underground Railroad through leading Omaha's political, social, cultural, and empowerment scene, not just for African-Americans, but for the benefit of the whole city and its integration as a 
big picture. None of those things exist, Steve, and hopefully we can raise up some awareness. I've just finished a new article on NorthOmahaHistory.com for anybody who wants to learn more about Edwin Overall, political organizer and forgotten leader in Omaha's African-American community. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.